What's going on, guys? Matt Wyke, Wyke Fitness. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. So, kick things off. You're probably looking at me going, that is, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're in a podcast, just imagine what I'm going to describe. So, I just dropped my son off at the bus stop, and it is freaking cold. It was about 60 degrees yesterday. Uh, it was about 36, 37 when I dropped him off at the bus, and uh, things are getting colder here in Pennsylvania. So I thought, what better way to talk about why I'm wearing long sleeves, almost like a little, uh, like a, a jogger type jacket and a beanie is let's talk about winter bulking. We're not officially into the winter months yet, but we're pretty dang close. So really anytime fall starts is when a lot of people start to consider bulking, you know, putting on size so that, you know, come spring, summer, they're bigger, maybe they're still a little leaner, but overall, they're trying to put on size, put on mass. Now, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to split this into two different parts. This part, I'll talk about workouts. Uh, Maybe next week, I'll talk about nutrition. Now, both go hand in hand really. Uh, But for brevity's sake, I'm going to split this up into two so that, you know, we don't make this a super long conversation. But I think people overcomplicate the bulking aspect of putting on size. Now, and again, I don't want to, I don't want to go into nutrition here, but too many people dirty bulk. And what I mean by that is They'll eat anything and everything that they can just to increase their calories because they know that the more calories that they eat, the more size potential they can put on. Now, what they fail to realize is a dirty bulk, most of that is going to end up being fat mass instead of lean tissue. So come springtime, you're going to hop on the scale and be like, oh yeah, cool. I gained 15 pounds. Awesome. But then when you do your body fat, cool. You gain 10% body fat. So then you're going to have to shed all of that off and lose all of that to get ready for, you know, the beach weather for vacations and stuff like that. So let's talk about workouts because I think people extremely overcomplicate this. I don't like to change my workouts. Now, let me let me explain because that sounds like I do the same thing every workout, every week every month. And obviously, if you did that, you wouldn't be getting any results. Now, what I mean by I don't change my workouts based off of whether I'm bulking or cutting is because the same principles apply. Okay, so when you're trying to build or maintain muscle mass, you're still going to want to be within that eight to 12 rep range. Okay, Now, here's the real difference. And again, I know I'm tying in nutrition. I said that I wanted to keep that separate. But when you're in a caloric deficit, generally you're going to notice that your strength goes down. So while you're cutting, you might notice you're not as strong as you were in a caloric surplus. So I still focus on compound movements, really feeling each rep feeling the muscle fibers contracting, regardless of if it's a cut or a bulk. Now, 
the things that I really try and get my clients and even the readers, if I'm writing an article, to understand is, is really two things. And for me, it, it's two principles that I focus on personally because I've seen the best results. Um, and, and that comes down to time under tension. And then the second thing is progressive overload. Now, with time under tension, what that means is how long your muscle is is under that weight. So, for instance, if, if you're doing a chest press and your time under tension is a one-second, you know, eccentric and a one-second concentric portion of the movement. So, for instance... Um, and, and again, I apologize if you're listening to this on podcast, just bear with me. I'm going to try and describe it uh, as what the people are seeing on, on, say, YouTube. So a bench press. So you have your arms fully extended. Let's say you just unracked it and you're holding it above your chest. Now, the eccentric portion of the movement is when you're elongating the muscle. So now you're bringing the bar down to your chest. So... The longer it takes you to bring the bar to your chest and to push it back up is time under tension. So if you're doing explosive movements, while they're definitely good and they serve their purpose, especially in athletic type of training where you need that explosive type movement, when you're trying to build muscle, you can build it with explosive movements, but I truly find that time under tension especially with an extremely slow eccentric portion where where you're applying the stretch to the muscle. So again, let's go back to that bench press. If you're doing a one-second eccentric where you're bringing it down to your chest and a one-second concentric where you're, you're you know, contracting the muscle and pushing it up, that's more explosive. Your time under tension is really only two seconds. Because it's a one second down, one second up. What I want people to understand is with time under tension, you want to focus on slowly but controlling the weight. You want to slowly bring the weight down to your chest. What I like to do is I like to tell people to have a three second eccentric. So again, let's go back to that chest press. Arms are straight out in front of you. You're holding the bar above your chest. It's basically going to be a three-second process of bringing the bar down to your chest, a slight pause, and then you can explode up, but don't go anything less than a second. So if you're really you know, jerking it, you're not going to really activate the muscle fiber the fullest. And in fact, if you're you know, just pushing explosive, you might be bringing some other muscles into the movement, which kind of defeats the purpose of loading the chest. So what I try and have people to do is do a one to two second concentric. So that would be pushing the bar off the chest, extending the arms out above you, okay? So the same thing can be said about, let's use a, uh, a bicep curl. The eccentric is when your arms are down, you know, moving down straight to your sides. You're elongating, you're stretching out the biceps. Then the concentric is when you're contracting the muscle, you're shortening the muscle, okay? So time under tension, I'd really try to focus on that all year round, but especially 
in the winter months when I'm bulking. So I might even slow things down, especially on the eccentric, because the research has shown that the eccentric portion of the movement, the elongating portion of the movement, is, is truly where the muscle fiber breakdown is, is the greatest. So we generally tend to think that it's the lifting portion, the concentric, where you're contracting the muscle that's going to be breaking down the fibers the most, when in reality, research has shown that it's the opposite. It's the eccentric mo- uh, portion of the movement where you're elongating and stretching out the muscle slowly that is going to break up those muscle fibers so that they can be rebuilt stronger and bigger, hence hypertrophy. Now, let's get into the second portion that I mentioned. So the second technique is the progressive overload. Now, this can be done several different ways. Progressive overload is basically overloading the muscle, stimulating the muscle in different ways that it hasn't been used to. So for instance, let's use the chest press again. Let's say you were benching 185, okay? And you were doing that for 10 reps. So that would be, let's use that as your week one. So the second week that you would go to the bench, in order to progressively overload that muscle, maybe you need to do more reps. So instead of 10 reps, you push for 12 reps. Okay, that's one method of progressive overload. Another method is increase the number of sets that you do. Okay, so let's say you were doing three sets of flat bench, three sets of incline, three sets of decline, and maybe some flies. Okay, so maybe instead of doing three sets of flat bench, you do four sets of flat bench. So you're adding in an additional set. Now you can do it just for flat. You can also do it for uh, incline and decline, or you can do it for one or the other, or maybe two of them. But you're trying to overload the muscle more than what it was used to in the previous workout. Now, the third way that you can do this is by simply increasing the weight. So if you were pushing 10 or 12 reps on bench for 185, Maybe you throw a five on both sides and you now move up to 195. Now, don't expect to do the same number of reps. If you do, great, but then that almost means you're kind of sandbagging your previous workout. But if you bump up to that 195 from 185, that 10-pound difference is going to apply that progressive overload that I'm talking about. So instead of getting that twelve to uh, 10 to 12 rep range, maybe you only get eight, but that's cool because then the following week, so let's just use that as the third week, maybe if you were doing eight reps of the 195, maybe now you do 10 reps of 195. So do you get what I'm saying here? Anything that you can do to add more stimulus, to add more... Uh, add more force to a movement or, or more, uh, more overload. I hate to use that same term because it's, it's progressive overload is what I'm talking about. Uh, but it's anything that you can use to stimulate the muscle greater than you did in previous workouts. So time under tension is the first method. Progressive overload is the second. 
Now, being that it's the winter months and you're trying to bulk, you're obviously going to have to be in a caloric surplus. Now, I'm going to touch on more uh, more on this maybe in the next video for next week. Uh, but I do want to touch on it a little bit because I think it's important for you to understand from a workout standpoint how the nutrition really comes into play. And, and I'll probably touch on this again next week just to reiterate the point. But when you're in a caloric surplus, generally, you're going to find that you're a little bit stronger. You're adding more calories. You're going to have more energy. And in fact, you're going to put on a little bit more weight. If you think about it, and I'm not saying that you should do this, but if you look at some of the world's strongest men that are out there, yes, they have some that are just ripped, jacked, you know, they got visible abs, they're still lean, but then you got some that are kind of flabby, we'll, we'll call it, but they're strong as hell. It's because they have all that mass. So the more mass that you put on your frame, generally, the stronger you're going to tend to be, uh, as, so long as you're lifting don't, you know, it's not like you're going to go from 100 pounds to weighing 200 pounds without lifting just by eating. And then all of a sudden you think you're going to pick up a weight and, and be massively stronger than what you were previously. Um, I, I haven't seen any research that really shows that. I could be wrong. If you know of some, let me know. Uh, put it in the comments. But how many calories you're eating during your bulk is absolutely going to help you with your strength. And that's why I don't like changing the workouts per se, but I like changing the the, the tut, the time on attention or the progressive overload during my workouts, because I know I'm going to be able to push heavier weights. So because I can do that, I'm going to be able to better stimulate the muscle because I'm going to be either increasing my, my workload, or I'm going to be increasing the weight that I'm going to be using. So I'm either going to increase the reps or sets, or I'm going to increase the weight. It's as simple as that. Um, so, you know, if you have any questions, feel free to let me know. Uh, I, I don't want to go too super deep on this. I know I have some articles out there on this, you know, very topic. So feel free to find those over at wakefitness.com. Uh, but if you do have questions, you can always let me know, hit me up on social media at wake fitness on all social media platforms, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. That's obviously just my name, Matt Wyke. Uh, but let me know, you can contact, you know, contact me straight through the website. But before I go, I want your help. So if you're watching this, or even if you're not and you're just listening via a podcast, you might notice behind me, the wall is still bare. I am having an extremely difficult time trying to figure out what to put behind here that would add a more visual aspect to, uh, say, the YouTube portion of the podcast. Before, in my office, uh, the backdrop was all the magazines. I was mentioning this in, in last week's episode just all the magazines that I've been in, you know, on the covers of, written for, whatever the case may be. I wanted something a little different, uh, being that this is now going to be my dedicated podcast area. Um, I'm also going to record my audio books in this very spot. So, I mean, I have walls behind me. I don't know if I want to do like that uh sound buffer, like eggshell type of padding and put that behind. I think that would be kind of boring. So I'm weighing against that. Uh, I was thinking of getting like a custom Wike Fitness uh, logo made out of, you know, some type of metal or wood or some something and putting it there. I don't know. Help me figure this out. What ideas do you have that I could put on the walls behind me that would add a little pizzazz to uh, the actual visual aspect. 
So if you have a podcast and or, or maybe even a YouTube channel, what do you have behind you on the walls? Give me some recommendations. I would love to know what you guys think. So with that being said, I hope you guys got some value out of today's podcast. Um, next week, I'll talk about the nutrition aspect of bulking because that's, in my opinion, even more important than the training aspect of it because in the grand scheme of things, if you're not eating the right things, you're you're consuming way too many calories and you're putting on body fat, you're ultimately going in the wrong direction. So I want to make sure that you guys are laser focused. You have all the information that you need so that, quite frankly, you can get the results that you desire. So with that being said, I hope you guys are having a fantastic week. If you don't mind, click below, uh, like, comment, subscribe. It helps with the algorithms. It lets people know that you find this information valuable. And with that being said, guys, I truly hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in.